I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. How have I been successful in life? We are back. Welcome, folks, to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. Uh, All Canada again this week, Sean. What's uh, what's going on south of the border? Just AIDS epidemic? What's what's happening? You know what? There is a lot going on down there, especially <laughs> especially in the south. Uh, I uh, I don't know what specifically, but there's a lot of options for what what it could be. There's always something mm. um, g- going on up north. There's uh, there's puck, and that's pretty much all people are uh, looking at right now. So. If you see us glancing off to the sides of our screens, uh, it's probably because we're watching a hockey game in the background. Um, how are things going hockey-wise, Sean? Are, are you feeling good about the old Oilers? It's a fucking roller coaster, man. <laughs> I was a very depressed uh, human being uh, after the first period on, what was that, Saturday? Yeah. Um, or Sunday, I think. Um, yeah, Sunday, because I watched that one. Yeah, I uh, down down three nothing after a period, and and possibly going down three one uh, was rough. And uh, I threw on the Oilers jersey, tried to get some good juju, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they came back. And then they they took it to them last night, so things are looking good. Um, I'm ready to be let down again. So this that is I'm always prepared for that. But uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, Let's get it done. There's a big break between Game Five and Game Six for the Oilers, so uh, they yeah, did the same can... thing with the the Leafs and Lightning. It's like, what was it, Tuesday to Friday or Monday to Friday or something between games for them? So they play tomorrow. So they play Thursday. So they're that, oh that's Monday a three to Thursday. Day break. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Oilers have such a break because the Clippers and the Lakers and the Kings are all playing out of the same arena. So that's a bit of a scheduling nightmare. Yeah, that's, that's not good. It's a good thing one of those basketball teams is about to lose, or already did. I think the Clippers lost last night. I don't know. I haven't been paying too much attention. NBA doesn't yeah. really get started until the second round. I know. It's it's If you're not a diehard, it's it's the first round is, is tough. There's, there's nothing like the first round in hockey because there's just so much puck going on, and I feel like the NBA is the complete opposite where you can just don't give a shit until the second round, third round. <laughs> It's crazy because, like, the Heat are up 3-1 right now, and they're still even money to win the series. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. That is wild. So I, I think they're, like, plus uh, 120 or something like that to, to actually win the series. It seems weird to me, but, hey, what, what do I know? Uh, I, I felt the heartbreak or the roller coaster uh, myself on the weekend, Sean. Drove down to, to Buffalo. Yes. Watch the uh, the beloved Rock take on the Bandits. You bet. And uh, flying, flying through the first half, and, uh, and then Buffalo got going, and uh, that was one of the cooler sporting atmospheres that I've been to. Because we get a, a decent crowd in in Hamilton for the Rock games. Uh, yep. We got up to like thirteen k earlier this year, uh, but Buffalo they pack the the Key Bank Center. So oh, I'm sure it's louder in there for a Bandits game than it is for a Sabres game. Oh, 100%. I mean, the, the Sabres finally uh, did something a little bit this year. But yeah, they've been so bad for so long. It's it's kind of sad. My my father-in-law is a Sabres fan, and he's mm. a poor bastard. Um, <laughs> how, how, how much is it? It's not quite playoffs, right? Uh, this weekend is the final weekend of the regular season. Right, so. There's one playoff spot to be decided, and then uh, and then they mean something. So. How's our, our our futures looking decent? Pretty good. Uh, they're they're going to be second in the East, um, yep. so home home floor in the the first round, and then probably see Buffalo again in the conference finals, and that'll be a, a war. So yep, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm seeing some places start to offer uh, conference 
future props or prices. Mm-hmm. So um, might be an opportunity to be cowards if we want to, but uh, yep. I, I don't think that's happening this year. Anyway, we're going to be cowards when it comes to uh, breaking down this week's card because not a ton to say on it, uh, not a a ton to look forward to on it, (laughs) Um, and uh, probably go through pretty quick um, during last week's card. So you might be in in for a short night tonight, folks. Uh, We we do like some bets, though. So surprisingly, we we came up with some stuff before the show started, and... uh, We'll see where it takes us. I, I actually, I, I know you're struggling still. <laughs> I'm on the upswing. It's, it's happening. Yeah, you you like... Lance and Wes are on the upswing. I'm still waiting. <laughs> you're due. Oh, there's, yeah. uh, there's the Bruins. There we go. Um, all right. So last week, UFC, Vegas, something or other. Um, it was a card. And... Actually, I I told you before I didn't watch a ton of this, but uh, somebody in... I was having wings at the Anchor Bar, as one does when one goes to to Buffalo. Um, And it was still on ESPN+, Plus, so some guy just put it on his phone. We were just chatting at the bar. So I I watched a bunch of the prelims uh, for once. So that's all it takes. Just somebody throwing it on their phone in a random bar. Uh, Brady Highstand... Late finish against the the Batgirl. Um, I'm going to go through like the first up until whenever. Uh, (laughs) Little little Takanori Gomi, split decision over Francis Marshall. Mohamed Usman, future champ. Tough winner. Uh, The riveting unanimous decision over Junior Tafa. Uh, Somehow there's a shittier Tafa. I mean... Who knew? Uh, and Big Norm and and Carol Hosa, what a hoss fight this was! They just they did a little nothing, and then they stared at each other, and then they clinched for a second. Um, fun stuff. We'll we'll let you recap from there if there's anything you want to say about any. I mean, this. just uh, an amazing start to the preliminary card. Uh, that was. Uh, worth watching. Uh, yeah, I got completely lucky on one of the bets that I did win uh, last week on on high stand. Expected him to have much more success wrestling. Uh, he did not, and pulled one out of his ass. I don't know what that girl was doing. Um, like he wasn't getting too hurt by those punches, but he also wasn't you know putting a hand up or even trying to get up. So that was. That was Great. smart. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the fire marshal. I know some some of the guys were on the fire marshal last week. I, uh, yeah, he should do more stuff. Um, <laughs> that's that's my take on that one. Uh, a battle of just amazing heavyweights. Uh, that was also just meme worthy with uh, Usman being absolutely atrocious. Uh, if he can't wrestle, he looks like he's taken three boxing lessons. And Toffa couldn't even get him out of there. And then, of course, you know what that means. It's time to lay on a on a guy for five Classic minutes. Classic Without, like, not, how do you not do anything from bottom? Like, <laughs> it's not like Usman was holding him down. He was laying on him. And Toffa was not, not, we're, he was not scooting. He was not doing anything, and it was amazing. And, uh, yeah, there's nothing to say about Dumont and Rosa. <laughs> um, I, the guy who had the fights on his phone, I told him, he was like, oh, what do you think of this next fight? I'm like, oh, Dumont and Rosa. Um, I would save my battery power rather than put this on my phone. Not. <laughs> nice and, piss break. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's about how that went. Uh, things started to pick up after that, though. Um, Montel Jackson, we talked about uh, how Haniaya. Well, I guess, uh, guess, yeah. Were you there? Or was Wes there last week? One of you was missing. I forget. Uh, I was there. Wes yeah. was missing. We we talked about uh, how Haniaya is real tough to finish, and yep. hasn't been finished. Or... And yeah, then and he then just, just gets... gets dusted. Coffin nailed. 
<laughs> yep. Uh, poor Hanya. Yeah. I I bet him by sub, and of course this is this is what happens to him when I do that. <laughs> I think this was the the one that I lost yeah. last week. Well, so, well, sorry about that. Thank thank That's you for that one. Yep. Uh, well, I lost another little little guy. Um, anyway, moving on up. Uh, Christos Yagos. Yago. Uh, smoked Ricky Glenn. I thought this was a little questionable on the stoppage, but like, eh, I've seen worse. I mushed I uh, old Ricky Glenn. Uh, it's been looking better lately. I know he's still got taken down by Grant Dawson, but just getting fucking dropped like that. That's, did not see that coming. Did not think that right. was Yagos' oh, path to victory. We, we we needed some wrestling there, and that was not <laughs> happening. Yeah, he's, uh, I don't know. He's, he's all right in the first round. He's, he's always less been good in the bad. first round. Yeah, he's less bad than I thought he was. Um, and this is where I then left and went to the arena. So you're going to have to fill in the gaps. Uh, bullfrog, easy winner from what I understand. <laughs> uh, you tried to mush us on the consensus as well, but, uh, we overcame. We shall yeah, overcome. That, that, it, it, t- it took all three of you guys, uh, being on one side, uh, to, to help me not mush him because it was... Very close, multiple times, and somehow the bullfrog pulls it out. Love it. Um, Joe Brogan, fighting ain't for you. Uh, I didn't actually watch this. I don't know how bad it was. But uh, one of the Yasmins uh, got the unanimous decision there. Uh, And then there was a no contest that Bobby Breen complained about because apparently he doesn't understand the rules of MMA. Uh, and then the the co-main and the main. Uh, I saw these ones because they were they were real quick. Um, Bruno Silva can be violent when he does things. That's that's fun. Uh, but you can talk about any of those three. I just figured there was nothing that happened um, in the first two. <laughs> yeah, don't don't care about the ladies' fight. Bobby Green. It was a typical Bobby Green fight. Weird shit happens. Uh, the guy's pissed because he's not going to get his win bonus, but <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, in this day and age, that's that's the way it goes here. Unless you're an A an A side, uh, you uh, are not are you're not getting uh, only only fight bonus or fight uh, fight purses. But uh, yeah, Bruno Silva. Um, I I don't know what happened uh, in his last fight. Uh, but this one, the meerkat. That's what happened. I know. I don't know. He got hypnotized. I don't know what was going on, but uh, yeah, it looked good. I, I could have. It could have went a couple more punches um, to 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 put Tavares right right out. He was, he was still getting up, but he was, oh well. he was getting there. <laughs> yeah. And then main event, um, not boring Russian. Did not boring things to Curtis Blades, who is now a striker. Man, <laughs> I tr- I had faith. I was like, you know what? He's not that dumb. He's not that dumb. He's he he struck against some guys, but the guys that he was striking with weren't weren't death punchers for the most part. But no, no, he uh, found some success early. He was he was tagging him. It's just when he hit him, it did pretty much nothing. And when Pavlovich hit him, it did a lot. And by the time he was getting cracked too much, he he spams an absolute horrible takedown and gets it stuffed, obviously. And then he got murdered. So, yeah, I uh, bet hers plates because I'm a genius. So you're welcome for that cash on uh, on you three fellers. Yeah, I did. I know this was Munich, but I didn't even take uh, the money line. I still just went with the the round one TKO. Round one TKO. What was it? Three, three mid three eighty. Fuck. Yeah. That is the that was a good play. I even said that. that. Was... <laughs> you did. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for thanks for the tip. Um, gotcha. 
Yeah. You know, when I, I knew that fight was over, uh, I already knew the result. So I, I knew that Curtis Blades was going to get knocked out at some point. Uh, but when I was watching it back, the first time they circled and they showed the camera angle from like behind Blades, and you could see that he's now got this like big old bald spot. I was like, oh, oh no, he he doesn't have he doesn't have the right amount of PEDs to be fighting this man. This is oh, no. this is not going to go well. Uh, and then it didn't. And that was last last week's card. Um, I guess it got fun towards the end. I, I don't know that I would have wanted to sit through the whole thing if I wasn't doing other things. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was better than probably what we're getting this week, unless some. I certainly hope so. <sighs> yeah, there's there's going to be some certain. If certain fighters win, it'll be in uh, a meaningless but somewhat enjoyable card. If certain people don't win, then it's going to be very bad and not matter. Okay, I'm going to take a risk with this one. And I'm just going with the, the tapology because a bunch of stuff has been canceled. So I figure even if I go by the Wikipedia order, it's probably going to be out of order anyway. So I'm not bothering with that. You're going to have to get on my level for this one. I'm ready. I'm ready. And we're going to kick it off. <laughs> Banger. Women's Bantamweight division. Haley Cowan. Against Yame Leinhorth. Is this a, a, a new Danish fighter? Or uh, what, what's going on with Yami Leinhorth? She's from Squamish, British Columbia, Brad. Oh, then easy fade. Canada. Yes, 100%. She's fought five times. She has five finishes. Ooh. The other lady is not good. But low level, what do we do? We take it off. And especially against a newcomer that only has finishes. And is Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shockingly, just pulling up the record right now, um, she does have wins against people with winning records, which we don't see a lot stepping into the uh, the women's MMA debuts. So, unfortunately, a couple of those were Canadians. So, do they really count? They don't. Um, I do see that one of them was in TKO. I didn't realize that TKO was uh, was still a thing. Has it ever come 20, back since since COVID? 2019? Cyril gone fight on that fight card. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Uh, no, the last one was canceled, and that was October 9th, 2019. It was supposed to be in Montreal. That, that sounds about right. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be a, a no for uh, Jamie Lynn North on this one. See what I did there? She's mm-hmm. from Canada. Yeah, yes, I witty. See. I'm sure nobody else is going to come up with something like that. Uh, what's what's coming by decision, by the way, on this? Uh, of course. Uh, plus 210. Is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a little cheaper or not as good of numbers at some, some other places. So I think that was 365 that had that. So pretty widely available as, as far as this stuff goes. Anyway, way too long on that one. Moving on. <laughs> Um, the old Elite XC Super Bantamweight division. I don't even think they had that. They had like super lightweight or a mm. weird lightweight. Uh, Journey Newsom taking on Marcus McGee at 140 pounds. Uh, Journey Newsom was supposed to fight Kelleher. Boom, boom. Yes. But, uh, and that line was super close. Um, uh, but now he's fighting this, this feller. I <laughs> I obviously do not have much here. I do not know much about old uh, Marcus McGee. I, the guys he's beat don't look very good. Uh, seems like he was in the area and could <laughs> uh, pass a blood test. So I will pick Journey Newsom. He's from the lab, baby. They stay ready. He's he's all Be ready. Stay ready. Yep. He's he's all hopped up on the chicken parms over there. Ooh. Also, I don't want to get too tinfoil hat on this podcast, but <laughs> you pull up this man's uh, this man's tapology photo. I don't think this is Marcus McGee. 
I think that's Grandpa Trinaldo in a wig. <laughs> so oh, he, that is he's he looks pretty weathered. He's a weathered man. for thirty two, right? That is a he's seen some shit in at the in the rough streets of Phoenix, Arizona. Hey, stuff goes down at the lab. All right, you you don't even want to know. Um, I don't know what the line for this one is. Uh, Journey Newsom is only minus 190 when he was minus 130 against Kelleher. Doesn't make any sense to me, but literally no clue. So passing on this one. Um, just the hits keep coming. Women's Bantamweight, Stephanie Bacon and Egger taking on Irina Alexieva. Why, why is this lady in the UFC? Like, I know that does, like, being in the UFC means absolutely nothing in this day and age. But which one you're talking about. (laughs) I mean, Egger's been in the UFC. Uh, The other lady, she fought for Bellator last time. But also is... is... Everybody wants to fight. Man, this is bad. Um, I... Stephanie Egger is minus 300. That seems bad because Stephanie Egger shouldn't be minus 300 to anyone. But who knows? Maybe this Russian Ronda lady is that bad. <laughs> Her nickname is Russian Ronda, and she's got one armbar win in her career. Um, her most impressive win, however, is against the uh, the zero and zero Gulnara Garaleva. Um, oh, of course. Refusal to fight. Ooh. Yeah. Didn't want none. No. I did not want none. That's uh tells you how hard the uh the Alexiva is. Um <laughs> just yeah, these are these are things these are that we see in the UFC. Um moving on, I guess. Flyweight division, uh, I, at least I've heard of both of these fighters. Uh, Cody Durden, everyone's favorite, taking on Charles Johnson. Um, how many times do you think Charles Johnson is going to take get taken down before he starts fighting in this one? Ooh, it's it's going to be probably three at least. <laughs> He's he's got okay takedown defense. I I mean he doesn't really have good takedown defense. What he can do is just pop back up again. Yes. I think like Durden is not good. But what he can do is wrestle. And so that that scares me off of of taking Charles Johnson cuz Johnson is definitely the better fighter, but in this matchup I think those takedowns are going to be enough and and Cody Durden's probably dumb enough to not get finished in the third. So I'll stay away. I'm hoping Johnson puts him out because we always like seeing Cody Durden get fucked up. But it's not not good enough to play it. Yeah, it's like if it was just the, the Mukayev fight where he got taken down a bunch of times, I could live with it. Um and like after that, he looked pretty good against Gazzi uh, Bottom and uh, who else did he fight? Somebody else um, that didn't have Ode. a lot of wrestling success. What was Ode. that? Well, no, no, fought no. Ode. Yeah, that was that was the one that after I saw he, that one, <laughs> he, he destroyed Jimmy did. Flick off of. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah when yeah. when you know the retired Jimmy Flick. <laughs> yeah, that that was the the other one that he looked pretty good in. Um, but man, getting again, like you said, he usually pops back up, but started to pop back up a little less in that third round against O'Day, uh, the old Black Sabbath. Um, that's not good because that guy's not a good grappler. Um, so I don't know if Durden has his cardio in check, but if he does, I think he could give Johnson some problems in this one and get takedowns throughout this fight. So the line's tightened up a little bit, I think. It uh, opened up around minus 200, right? Yep. Yeah, so 
minus 200, uh, whatever the other side of that is, like 170 or whatever they would have been offering. Probably would have taken that on Durden. Uh, maybe some on the decision prop because Johnson is pretty tough. But uh, those have all come down enough that I am not going to bet Cody Durden because I do not like him. Heavyweight division. Now things get real. We've got Martin Hebede taking on Kate Collier. Epic showdown. Uh, who is going to blow it more in this one? I I really don't know. Um, this is, <laughs> this, is right? a, this is an amazing heavyweight fight. Of course, it's lined as a pick'em because both these guys are not good. And uh, and then of course you got the over one and a half. That's like minus two fifty. This is just <laughs> all kinds of win. Um, both these guys do land a, a decent amount for heavyweight, so that kind of uh, scares me away from playing the. Uh, the over two and a half. Um, I think Budai is better, um, but he's still very, very bad. Low level heavyweights, just just stay away. Yeah, um, I mean, this is almost getting to the point where you have to think about betting the under. Uh, I, I know I'm not going to uh, because. <laughs> I have principles that I like to stick to, but I think that Collier's not bad offensively. Nope. Uh, it's just when it starts coming back at him, he doesn't appreciate that so much. Um, and Budai is a very large man. Uh, he doesn't really try to hurt people a lot, but he might do it by accident to, to somebody like Collier. So I'd be leaning under here. But really, don't uh, don't quite know. And honestly, the smart play in this one is probably Budai by decision, creeping up to like plus four hundred. Um, there we go. Yeah, that's that seems more likely, especially since the uh, the over is looking a little juicy in, in this one. One seventy, Josh Quinlan. I feel like this guy has. Has hype for some reason. Um, was he on contenders or was he an LFA guy or is he uh, just pretty? Waters? Waters? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Qu- Quinlan. Quinlan. Well, well yeah. Waters has a little bit of hype too. Um, Quinlan. Yeah, he was on contender series and then he knocked out Jason Witt, which is, you know. Oh, yeah, I bet him in that one. Oh, a yeah. tough task. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. And he's. It's a that's a handsome man. Yeah, yeah, he's he's all right. He I'm sure he does well. Um, <laughs> Waters seems to have a little bit of hype too. I mean, he was the LFA welterweight champion. Um, I know he did get get choked out by one of the bomb themes, but those guys seem to be pretty decent. So I guess I can't really hold too much against him there. I remember this guy. He's way too tall. Oh, is he? What what are we uh way too tall. I mean what are we looking at here? Six six five. He's yep. a six five welterweight. He's too tall. Against a six so, foot. Yeah, that's Quinlan uh, all day. Yeah, that tall guy defense. Uh it's probably gonna show up here. Um yeah, Quinlan like minus one eighty. That's I I'll pick him, but uh it should be a decent fight. I think these guys are like decent kind of young fighters in the UFC. Yeah, from what I remember of Waters, he does a good job being very awkward and trying to use his height. But as I said a couple times, he's too tall. Makes them all uncoordinated and then they like flop around and their head's somewhere where it shouldn't be. Uh, and then it gets punched. And Quinlan, I think people kind of thought that he needed to prove something coming out of uh, contender series and getting a whole bunch of, you know, relatively easy finishes on the regional circuit. And I don't know that you can say he did that against uh, Jason Witt because a lot of people give that guy problems early in fights. Um, I think he 
he got taken down a couple times in that fight too, but popped back up. If I'm recalling, I don't have the old Ufka uh, stats in front of me at the moment. But um, what what took him down once? There we go. I, I knew I knew something like that happened, and then he just got deaded, as yeah. uh, as Jason Witt is ought to do. Um, yeah, so I'll go Quinlan here. Uh, I'm not sure that. You know, the, the money line is super enticing or the TKO is only like plus 115. Uh, don't really love that. So probably stay away from this one altogether. But uh, got to gotta go against the, the way too tall guy. Heavyweights, this is where guys are allowed to be tall, um, but not too tall like Stefan Struve. Um, gives you heart problems. It's not good for you, Sean. Gravity is a motherfucker. It, uh, it's it's <laughs> tough to pump that uh, blood through his body. It must be scary up there. Yep, it is. What if you fall? It's a long way. It's a long way down. Uh, anyways, more heavyweights here. Waldo. Where's Waldo Cortez Acosta taking on Marcos Rogerio de Lima? Um is he on the Brazilian national team for wrestling? Because what takedowns these last couple fights? Yeah. Yeah, that's um Yeah, I, I'm honestly I'm I'm pretty surprised by this line. Um I don't think Cortez Acosta is some amazing fighter. Uh doesn't look great when you can't get Chase Sherman or or Jared Van Vandera bread uh out of there. <laughs> Like it's it's not great, but he does throw a good amount of volume, and he's gone three rounds multiple times. That shows him he has a little bit of cardio. Um, I know we we like to bet against Delima. We always think he's gonna gas. Recently, there's not really been anybody pushing him to gas, which he he does need a little nudge. It's it's I think before he didn't really need a nudge. Now he needs a little bit of a nudge. I think the volume that, that Waldo uh, Cortez is going to throw at him is, is going to make him work. If DeLima catches him early, that's always a possibility with Lima, DeLima. If he doesn't, I think Cortez, Waldo Cortez is just going to out-volume, tire him out, and possibly finish him when, when he gasses. Uh, I don't think his cardio is just miraculously uh, came back or, or grew. Uh, and I mean, if we're being honest, he bought, he beat Andre Arlovsky. He lost to Bogoy Ivanov. Then he beat Ben Rothwell and Marie Scream. Like, that Great seems, that's, like, those are wins. They are wins. He didn't lose, except to Ivanov. But I don't see how that gets you to being a, a minus 170, minus 180 uh, favorite against a guy that does throw a ton of volume. So, I'll uh, I'll be on Cortez Acosta. Looks like get about plus one fifty seven or so at at Bet Online. I think I'm going to take that for a couple units and then cry when I have too much money on a shitty heavyweights fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I can get with you on the uh, the multiple units on this one, <laughs> um, but I am leaning the same way, uh, Waldo. I think that uh, Delima has very much changed up his game as he's moved up to heavyweight and gotten older. Uh, not quite so crazy and willing to quit within, you know, the first three minutes of the first round. Uh, now you have to get him to like minute seven and still be doing stuff uh, against him. But unfortunately a 48 year old Andre Arlovsky uh, is not going to make the business decision to not try to or to, to defend submissions. Uh, he's just going to get tapped out to the first thing you throw on him. And like Blagoy Ivanov has never done anything in fights. Uh, so I don't know. It's, it's kind of a deceiving win streak, especially or not win streak, but uh record lately in, in terms of the names that he's beaten, but the quality that he's beating the mats are a little iffy. Uh, and I just think that uh, Waldo's a decent athlete for a, a heavyweight fighter. So if he does get taken down once early, he's probably going to be able to pop back up to his feet. Uh, and as you said, he's actually got reasonable cardio uh, for uh, for a heavyweight. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm thinking Waldo here. I'm thinking probably 
round two after uh, Delima blows his wad in the in the first round. Um, but don't really know that I want to touch a total in here when you can get the uh, the money line on Waldo plus one fifty seven, as you said. Consensus bet of the week. Very, very confident consensus bet of the week on two low-level heavyweights. Gotta love it, Sean. I'm sure uh, Weston Lance will be thrilled, thrilled when they listen back to the podcast <laughs> and go through second by second. Next up, featherweight division. We've got Juicy J. Is, is it... Can we say friend of the analysis, Juicy J, at this point? I mean, he he wasn't a friend last time out to me. That's for goddamn I, sure. I know, but like we gave this guy so much shit. Oh, we gave him on. so much shit. Oh yes, we were uh, we were auto fading him, and uh, <laughs> and he's 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 made me pay because I I thought he was that guy the second time around, and and turns out uh, he's a bit better than that. He's, he's earned my respect over the years. I am very respectful of Juicy J 2.0, Juicy J squared. Uh, and he is taking on something called Fernando Padilla. Uh, Fernando Padilla has not fought since, oh, no, no, May of 2021. So almost two years now. Um, is is that good, Sean? I don't think so. <laughs> um, another line that really baffles me. Um, I don't know if there's some. I don't know if we got a Kraus situation here or something because <laughs> this line opened like minus three fifty, minus three twenty five, and is now minus one thirty. So, I mean, if. If it is what it is, it, it, I'll I'll lose this bet. Uh, if if somebody knows something, I I just don't understand. Uh, I I'll be honest, I haven't done my tape study on on Fernando Padilla, but hasn't fought in two years. Didn't really beat good that good of guys on the regional scene, so I'm I'm not sure why he's getting absolutely hammered. Um. Uh, like I said, I was on GCJ last week or last time he was out there, and that went very, very poorly. Um, but I still think this guy's shown some some pretty good offense. The defense is is questionable at times, but is is this guy the guy that's going to take advantage of that? I don't, I don't think so. I'll be on GCJ minus one thirty. Yeah, it's. Uh... That doesn't quite add up to me. Maybe I'm missing something on on Padilla, but um, you would think if he was that good and coming back after a two-year layoff and making his UFC debut that someone would be talking about uh, him. Uh, Jason, I, I appreciate that. I've, I've got a big house. There's a long way to walk from this room to where the beer is. It's terrible. Uh, I need to get a third fridge. That's that's the problem. Um but yeah, Juicy J's fought good guys, and he's fought them competitively um, in the ones where he hasn't just gotten knocked out. Uh, and unfortunately, the last one was one where if you were on him, he got knocked out. Uh, and it happened uh, against uh, Choi a few fights ago as well. Um, and in between there, he's looked very good against Charles Jordan. And... <clears throat> I don't want to say very good, but pretty good against Hakeem Duwadu. Um, sometimes Duwadu will just make himself look bad uh, by not doing anything. And that's a bit of what happened in that fight. But anyway, I, I think that like, until I see it from a, a guy like Fernando Padilla, I'll take basically even money on the other side against a guy who is flawed. And I know he's flawed, but... Uh, I know we'll also bring it and can do so at a pretty high level. So I'll have a little bet on Juicy J minus 130 in this spot as well. Next up, middleweight division, Adolfo Vieira taking on Cody Brundage. Sean, is this, uh, 
is this a round one Vieira sub and then hold your butt cheeks or uh, are you looking, you looking the other way in this one? Uh, I would, it's, it's pretty safe to assume if, if Vieira is not getting it done in one, then it's going to go pretty poorly. Uh, especially against a, a guy in, in Brundage that seems to have R8 cardio. Um, why is Vieira fighting at 185? Like, just fight at 205. Then you don't cut weight or less weight, and the people are shittier there. They might be bigger, but that doesn't matter if you can take them down because they're terrible. I don't know. Whoever's uh, managing that man is is doing a very piss poor job. Um, <laughs> Brundage has been taken down against decent grapplers. I'm assuming. Uh, Vieira's gonna get him down. I know he didn't get Curtis down, went over 20, but Curtis actually has good down takedown defense. Yeah, I think Vieira gets him down early, probably subs him, even though Brundage hasn't been subbed before. But he doesn't. This is gonna get gross, and Brundage probably wins the decision if he can make it out of the first. So I don't know whether you. You play round one, Vieira, round one sub, round one, or you leave it and maybe live bet it. What do we got? Vieira, round one sub is only plus 215. Don't love that. Is, that. that is, <laughs> for the most part, that is his path. I know weird things do happen, but uh, and he, I guess he could, you know, somehow get a, a takedown early in the second and, and do it then, but. That is the path. It's just not a good number. Yeah. Uh, I, I think for me, I'm probably going to look at the other side. Um, I think Brundage isn't a good wrestler uh, by any means, but he knows what wrestling is uh, and, and might be able to use that to stuff a takedown or two. I mean, it's it's wild in retrospect that uh, Vieira closed basically even money against Chris Curtis. Um, I, I think that was one that I bet earlier in the week and took Curtis at like minus 140. Um, and then was just like shaking my head as it came down the whole time. Uh, but then he ended up being competitive-ish on the feet early in that one, uh, just because Curtis was so worried about the takedown. So I, I'm not sure if he can maybe do the same thing against Brundage here. Um, but I just... I can't see him carrying anything over into round two and round three uh, of a fight. So I'll take Brundage, uh, maybe a little shot on money line. Cause I don't think the, yeah, the round three props plus 1800 uh, decision is plus 700. I don't know what those like round three or decisions are, but that uh, at a big number would be pretty interesting to me as well. Um, but I, I think Brundage survives the early onslaught and uh, takes over late in this one. And somehow, Sean, <laughs> we're already at the co-main event. Hell yeah. This star-studded card. Um, we've got Caio Boralio. At least one half of this fight is fun. The Candyman, win or lose, brings it. He'll punch dudes. He'll get subbed. Maybe he can make a Boralio fight interesting. What do you got here? I hope so. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he has that in him. Um, I think Michael Candy has some of the best boxing in the in the higher weight divisions. This is just seems like a a bad matchup. He doesn't have great takedown defense. Boalo is, is for the most part, a, a grappler. He probably gets him down. Does he sub him? Boalo hasn't really shown anything in the UFC to, to show any finishing. I know he had, he's got some finishes on, on the regional scene and stuff like that. It's, it's always possible. I'm, I'm staying away. Nothing nothing really excites me uh, for props on Baralo either, so I'm just going to leave it. I'll, uh, I'll pick him to win a decision. Uh, 
Yeah, initially I looked at this fight and I was like, oh, it's it's Candyman fight. Probably going to go with the under. I was like, oh, he's fighting Moralio. This uh, this is one of those backpackers. Need to have a shot clock for this guy. Um, he, he's one of those types. So I, I know that he's got some like weird persona that internet virgins seem to like i think um i don't know what it is while also being just an absolute boring fighter that's uh quite the accomplishment that that he has a following considering that (laughs) um but yeah i just you know the the candy man does not have good wrestling good takedown defense so there is a very good chance that he's going to end up on his back and then borrelio is going to find his way around to Candyman's back. Uh, and then it's just a matter of can he actually finish somebody? Um, I think he can. Candyman's gotten finished on the ground by some not great guys. Um, so if this is this is a warning to all Kyo Baralios out there. If you cannot finish the Candyman after having his back for the majority of a round... You're up. You're cut. You're done. Get out of here. Nobody wants to see you. Um, so it's it's do or die for him here, really, Sean. It's a, the most important fight in his career. Yeah, of course. It always is. <laughs> um, main event, at least this is a, a good fight. Um, it's nice that like these guys don't have to be a couple of top five Bantamweights to, to get a main event. Uh, it just sucks that they only got the main event because the card is so shitty in this particular instance uh, and didn't get any support at all behind them. But Song Yedong taking on Ricky Simon. What you got? Yeah, there's there's some upcoming headlining uh, main events that uh, I'm sure we would much rather have this fight headlining than than what's going to happen in a couple cards down the road. Um... It should be fun. Um, I'm I'm a guy who's kind of faded Song Yudong um, a bit, just questioning his his takedown defense. It hasn't really got tested. I know Sandhang was trying to grapple as much as possible, but he's I wouldn't call Sandhang a wrestler. Um, Ricky Simone is is a wrestler. Uh, he's gonna get him down. I do worry if if Simone can't finish, you know, in the first couple of rounds, is is he going to be able to to continue that pace? Um, he's he's shown good cardio so far, but this is a five five round fight, so uh, I know we we question Marab to be able to do it, and he did it. I don't think he's anywhere near Marab, um, but I think this is a good stylistic matchup for him. And he has finished the last two guys. The the level of those guys are are a bit below Song Yudong. Um, I I don't know if he can get him out of there. So then it gets dicey in the in the back end. But I think he's he's got the cardio to 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 win three rounds. Um, and there's an off chance that the grappling, if it's uh, if it's successful, that maybe Yudong gets tired and and he can get a sub. So. I'm gonna take Ricky Simone. Um, Yudong's got got big power, showing okay takedown defense, but I'll I'll go with the grappler. Uh, I feel like I'm I feel like I've turned into Lance lately. I'm I'm just taking tons oh. of fucking grapplers, and uh, it hasn't really been paying off. But uh, why stop now? Oh. No, no wonder you're not having success so far this yeah. year. Ugh. Yeah, um, big Yudong guy. Big Yudong guy, um, you know it's uh, he, he's he's come a long way uh, in his time in the UFC. Uh, you know he's he's really tightened things up um, in in terms of his approach to the game, and I mean he's actually become <laughs> quite fun to watch and pretty decent. Uh, I thought that he was having good success in the the Sandhagen fight. Uh, I was on him in that fight, so I'm. Probably a little biased. I mean, it didn't play out in the the result because that cut was disgusting. Um, But he was landing 
before and after the cut. And then it just got absurd. Um, so, you know, at, at some point they are going to step in even in MMA's worst commissions. Um, but the fact that he was so tough in that fight and as resilient as he was and still having success despite the, the eye injury, that's the biggest thing that has me concerned uh, for Ricky Simone in this one because he's shown that he can be hit and clipped in the past and doesn't necessarily react to it uh, in the best of ways. And I think that that is going to happen to him at some point in this fight. He's not going to score every takedown. There are going to be periods where Yudong is on the feet with him and there's a massive power difference. So I think it's about Yudong doing his best sort of like Marlon Vera impersonation in this one and just like losing all of the minutes of the fight, um, but landing one or two big shots. Uh, And maybe it's something that puts... Ricky Simone out and maybe it's something that just allows him to win enough rounds. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of siding with Yudong in this one. Uh, it's probably just because he's got the, the plus number next to his name right now. Cause uh, I think this is a really, really tight fight. And honestly, I don't have much interest in betting it at all. I, I think if Simone wins, it's because he can keep wrestling and keep grinding and, keep doing that for five rounds, like you said. Um, and Yudong can win it in a few different ways, but they mostly rely on him landing big shots. So don't feel great about either of those outcomes, uh, but they are both quite reasonable. Um, I I know I'm out of it at this point for Toutmaster. Um, Join the club. Well, I, I've missed a few cards as well. Yeah. It was inevitable. It happened earlier this year than last year. Sadly, uh, I'm, I'm going to need to get back to my ways. I blame Elon this year because uh, now I have to go on like the following tab instead of the for you tab. Ugh. So if I don't see the tweet when it comes out that the sheets are open, uh, then I just I never see it. I don't set a reminder because why would I do something like that? Responsible. It's <laughs> not my style. Uh, but all that to be said... Yadong is the Toutmaster official pick. Um, I, I, yeah, we'll see if I get around to betting him. We'll see what we're doing on Saturday night. Um, Sean, anything to add for the folks? No. Uh, we this this is going to be a rough card, I think. Uh, but <laughs> next week's pay per view is 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 pretty good. I don't think it's a amazing pay-per-view but it's, it's a good pay-per-view there's some some good fights on that card and then a few weeks from now we've got the one that everyone's been looking forward to rocky aldana 2 oh. uh, just whew, i think this this is what like more do you want the rocky series this yes. is like rocky nine it's tremendous yes. Must see TV. Um, speaking of must see TV, they're about to do some overtime, uh, and I think that uh, we're gonna peace out and go watch. And I hope everyone else has an excellent week. What have you? We'll see you next week.